Hello everyone. Welcome to Heaven's Lighthouse Ministry. As the word says, we shall come into his presence with singing and into his courts with praise and overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So in sharing these testimonies that other people have been through, what other people have been through and where God has taken them from, it helps to strengthen us, the believers. So we're just going to have um, a few testimonies. Um, Dana, do you want to go ahead and share a testimony? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, so I had a plan of what I was going to share, but during worship, God changed my plan. So trying to make a long one short. So uh, a while back when I, when I was first uh, getting to know God, uh, God gave me visions. And earlier in the week, I had a vision and I could see somebody, but I couldn't see them clearly. And I said, God, who is that? And I heard the name Justin. And then later on in the week, like all that week, I was getting visions, getting visions, but I couldn't see the person clearly. Then that Saturday, I had asked him what um, their Friday meeting the night before had been. And she said it was all about um, surrendering your will to God. So I just felt that. And I went into my room. I closed the door. This is before I had kids. So I was all by myself. I just closed my eyes and I surrendered my will to God with all of my heart. And then all of a sudden I had this amazing vision and I seen the back of a person's head as if I was standing behind them. And I could see the hair. I could see the length of the hair. And I seen that he had like hat head. And I was like, wow, if I were to see this person, I would be able to like pick him out. And if I saw him in like real life. So then I said, God, where is this person? And then all of a sudden I hear Walmart. And I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> now I've got to do something because God has like gave me a name earlier in the week showed me who this person was and told me where he was. So I go out, I go to my husband and I say, um, I think we need to go to Walmart. And he's like, why? And so I told him everything and he's like, uh, okay, let's go. So like, I'm dragging my feet the whole way. I'm like, okay, well, uh, let's go to this store first. And then on the way I was like, you know what? No, let's just go to Walmart. So we go to Walmart. I'm so nervous. I asked my husband to pray over me. And as he was praying over me. He just prayed that God would just, you know, clear my mind, put aside my own will and, you know, take on God's will. And my left leg was just jumping, like jumping out of my seat. So I was like, it's time to go. So we go in there and I see, I'm like two aisles in. And then I see this person. And I was like, Oh, that's him. And I was like, no way. And obviously like fear and everything like came on me. And I was like, I can't do this. So I went down an aisle and then I'm like, you know what, if I see him again, I'll say something. So I, I go down that aisle and I see him go like away from me. I go up that aisle. I come to the next intersection. All of a sudden he goes speeding past me, like with his buggy. And I was like, oh no, I just saw him. I have to go talk to him. And I'm like, nope, nope, I can't do it. I can't do it. So then my husband got called off to talk to somebody he knew. And I'm standing there and I'm like, you know what? If I see him go by me one more time, this time I'll go. So all of a sudden, as soon as I finished saying that, he comes zooming past me again. And I was like, oh, no, I got to go. So then I just, it's like I saw myself. It's like I stayed back there and I saw my body walking towards him. And I go up to him and I don't know what to say. And I go, excuse me, what's your name? 
and he says Justin and I was like oh no way because like I I just didn't know how to handle the situation at that time so anyways I was like I had to tell him everything I told him I had a vision of him I seen his hair his color of his hair everything and then I'm like okay thinking myself now what do I say so I listened to see if God was going to tell me anything I didn't hear anything so I just said do you believe in Jesus and he says no and I was like well perfect I was like, because God sent me here to tell you that he loves you. And he was like, um, okay. And then that was pretty much it. And it, you know, it wasn't, I didn't have to see anything to know, you know, like I just, I knew that God had plans for that guy and that was all I could do, you know? So that was amazing. That was my testimony. That's wonderful. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. Thank you so much. That's just a blessing. Um, is it Tayshon? Tayshon? are you hiding? No, I'm, I'm right here. I'm right here. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I had a testimony um, from yesterday, and I was just on my way home. I was um, outside the house, and I, was, I went to like a couple different locations, and I was taking an Uber ride to get back home because I was just exhausted from the day. And... When I was just getting into the Uber ride, I went and I checked my phone. I'm using my phone on like do not disturb, so I know I have to check it sometimes throughout the day. And I seen a video that Andrade has sent me. So when I got in the car, I went and I decided to play that that video out loud. And when the guy heard the video, he asked that guy Nigerian. So I'll turn this off. He asked guy was Nigerian because the guy was um, of that background. And when he had began to listen to him, I decided to stop the video um, as we got close to my house. And I asked him um, what he thought of it. And he's like, usually people from Nigeria, we don't have like the right leaders. And then I asked him, well, well, for yourself, what if you could become one of those leaders? And he responded back. He's like, actually, I want to be like a pastor. But what I didn't share with him is that the whole time when I was listening to that audio with him, it was like, I could feel the presence of God. About three times I felt it very strongly and it was tangible. So when I shared that with him, that's when he started to open up to me more. And then when it came back, I ended up telling him that while I felt the presence of God, I could hear God telling me that he had a plan for him. And then one thing I actually didn't share with him was that I actually felt that God was leading him in a role where it's a sense of leadership, which could possibly be like a pastoral role. And that's something that he said that has deeply desired my heart for me to become that thing. And then that's when he, after saying that, he said he was like at a loss of words and that he was the night before he was like crying out to God and praying because he had a ton of spiritual encounters with the Lord while he was at, at home. And now he's, at, he's in Toronto things are slowing down because he becomes so much more busy. So I just, um, I encourage him to get back into that place where he um, is pursuing God again. Amazing. Praise God. Thank you so much for sharing, Tayshan. It's just an example of what happened when you just allow yourself to be used by the Lord. So just thank you, Tayshan, for sharing. And now we're gonna have Tasia just to uh, share her testimony, Tasia. Hi. Hello. Um, so my testimony is about 
I didn't know I was me and just having and finding a divine connection. Um, God has a way of allowing you to see you even from a distance. And I know that by this time next year, the secret petitions of my heart will be released. It is spoken before it's conceived and moving forward. God has, God has been faithful and so will I. My divine connection, it seemed to like find me and it locked me in. My divine connection couldn't see, could see what was going on in my spirit. It didn't reject my reach. And also my divine connection wasn't easily offended. It listens and it hears what I'm saying and my divine connection keeps up with me. Taking the life out of my promise was no longer an option. And I decided that I was gonna keep driving forward and I wasn't gonna give up. And it was, sorry, I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna bury my gifts, my children, my business or my life. My divine connection was found when Kamisha and Andrade found me, or Kamisha found me and then introduced me to Andrade. My confessions, they talked me into my divine connection. My words went ahead of me, like how it did for Samuel. To move and to keep moving, it was up to me to like, to carry the torch for my family. The greater that was in me, that was within me or um, really showed itself strong. God's strength had to be made perfect because I was so weak. I had to get around the right people because the dead cannot raise the dead. And I needed people who were strong enough to endure everything I was going through with me. And that's how I made my divine connection with Commission Andrade. So everything I thought that was going to destroy me through these obstacles. It made me like a wild woman for God. God gave me beauty for ashes. And when I'm smiling and when I'm crying, it's because I went into the fire and I came out as gold. And I'm not perfect, but I realize that I'm preferred. I took up my cross to elevate and to evolve to where I am today and where I am going. I'm a mover and I'm a shader, shaker, and, I'm, and um, I fight to submit. I fight not to submit to the lockdown, you know? Because for a long time, I didn't know who I was, even though I knew who I was first and then I lost myself. And I came back when I found this divine connection from God, so. You can't stop moving. You always have to keep going. Like no matter what, you just gotta always keep going. And that's how I found out who I was because I didn't know I was me. <clears throat> Praise God for that. Thank you, Tassia. It takes a lot of what? And you know, the, the amazing thing is that uh, God speaks to everyone, uh, you know, in a different language according to the relationship that he has with them according to the things that are happening in their own lives and everybody's uh going through uh, a different thing something else and we just thank god for for tasia you know we met her here in london a number of months ago and um you know she was just ready willing and to you know to pursue jesus like to give him everything and that's why she's beginning to uh, testify of, of god's goodness right not myself and kim but god's goodness because He's the one that does um, all of this. 
And what we are about is connecting people with God, not connecting, uh, you know, you know, God is working through us, you know, so he can um, begin to have relationship with, with his people. And that's what this is about. And, uh, you know, that's it. That's for everybody, because God knows each and every person that is here. Every one of you before you were born, he knows you by name and he wants to have a relationship with you that is fluent. Right. A, 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 a father son relationship. And, uh, and that's what this is why we're, we're here. Because we know this as a matter of fact, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, the Bible said that God is not the author of confusion. But we see so much confusion um, in the world, in, in religion. People have, you know, they can't even tie their, shoe, their shoes, this is uh, spiritually speaking. The world is like confused. And God has wrote, written us a book called the Bible. And it has all of the keys in there. Every, everything, it's a love letter written to mankind in regards to their creator. In other, in other words... The, the whole idea that we could come in here and be having this exchange right now is only because God caused it to be. We, everything was created by him and for him, including us. You know, when you, when you um, purchase anything that you purchase physically, there's a reason, there's a purpose. You know, you don't, you don't um, buy a toaster oven and take it in your washroom, right? It's just not the place for that thing. And you don't take your groceries up there either. So why are we, why are we human beings so out of place? We have no concept. In, in a general sense, we don't, we don't know why we're here. We, we, um, okay, they, we're programmed, right? We're, we, we come pre-programmed, we come and they program us and, and, um, you know, and tell us what success is and what we should take our life to accomplish, but there's no, there's no value in it, right? We're, we're born in this condition. And, and then now God begins to introduce himself to us through his son, Jesus Christ. That's why this gospel message is preached in so many churches all over the world, every Sunday, not only every Sunday, but on the street corners. So people can come into this realization that they are created being and they can have a relationship with their um, with their father in heaven. And that, you know, even though what happened in the Garden of Eden, man, man lost his um, place with God, his spiritual place with God. Because of um, sin, because of Lucifer tempting uh, Adam and Eve and them uh, subjecting themselves to him. And we no longer at that place where Jesus Christ came out and, and went to that cross and paid for us to be there again. But but know that we hear that truth. What are we going to do about it? That's it. That's it. You know. What do you do when truth it, uh, hits your ear? No, it's decision time. So when that revelation, when that understanding comes to you, God is not the author of confusion. We're not talking about religion. We know there are a lot of religions out there. I, when I when I when I um, debate with uh, Muslims, Buddhists, Hindu, and everybody out there, I know, I know I got the, um, I know that I encountered this God, that He spoke to me, that I hear His voice. And most of the time, I go, uh, Have you ever heard His voice? And they go, No. And I go, mm -hmm. That's it. Dead. And here we are. We, here we have a God that we can have a relationship with. And no, think about this, right? Look at how many people are dying right now because of this coronavirus. Do you know when you're when you're in God, you don't even you you can your your old um, viewpoint is eternal. That means it's as if you cannot die because you're gonna you're gonna you're you're beginning to uh, understand that you're a spirit being and that this physical body is not it, and that you're gonna live on for eternity with God. If you accept Jesus Christ, if you um, subject your life to his lordship and you can have, the, you know, I, I might be saying this and not everyone might understand uh, this relationship with him, but you can prove this for yourself. That means these people who gave these testimonies, um, you can hear God's voice just like they did. You can begin to, uh, to have a relationship with him. Isn't that amazing? I'm taking the, the, the time up because, I, you know, it blows my mind that we would not want to have a relationship with the one who created us.
who formed us, who understand everything about us, and that we would stay within the um, confines of our soul or intellect and exist there, you know, just doing material, just going after material things. It, it, it does not make sense. And that's what's it's being communicated to us through the word of God and being revealed in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. That's why we're on here, so people can connect with God. We want, you, we want you guys to connect with God. We want you to understand that he's real and that he knows you and that he wants to have a relationship with you. And that he, he, you know, these, when you hear others uh, saying that I had a dream, I had a vision, it's not for, it's not for me. I don't go tell people that, um, you know, I know I, God spoke to me audibly. I was in Richmond going to the mall and God spoke to me audibly. And, uh, and the, the voice of God just shot out of the sky, spoke to me and I fell on the ground. But why do I, why do I tell this to people? To, to tell them that I'm special more than them and that God is talking to me. No, that nobody would ever hear that testimony out of my mouth if that was what it was for. I'm, I'm actually saying to them that, listen, the same God that spoke to me, he wants to have a relationship with you. He knows you and he loves you the very same way. And you can grow into this relationship with him. That's an amazing thing. Knowing that he's all love. So that's why we go to the word of God for God's position. So we can understand what he's communicating to us. So he wrote us this big, this beautiful love letter about how he formed this globe, this old world that we are a part of. And to think that they, I think numerically they're saying we have like maybe seven point something billion people on the planet. And um, how many are, are Christians? Like two, two billion. Isn't isn't that terrible that five over five billion people don't know that they that they're created being that they have a God and he loves them. That is the one who constructed the whole thing. That is absolutely terrible numbers. And anybody, anybody on here today, listen, anybody that comes on this uh, here, we got we to articulate that to you. The love of God, the mercy of God, the goodness of God, right? And we got to articulate to you that Jesus Christ want to have a relationship with you more than anything else, right? That is inviting you into fellowship and relationship. And this thing must, it must penetrate everything that is preventing. You know, it must penetrate into your being. That God, that, that Jesus Christ is knocking. Let me in, let me in, let me in. He's not pushing because he has given us free will. But my, how is it? If somebody drove up to your house and, and uh, you know, and said, you know what? You're lucky. We just bought your brand new Mercedes Benz. Everybody, most people just go you know, open, open the door and say, whoa, thank you. I appreciate it. We're not talking about the Mercedes-Benz. That is a pathetic thing. Even though many people are giving up a Mercedes-Benz for God or a host, that is absolutely pathetic and weak. When you, when you, when you receive Jesus Christ, you get everything with that package. I'm not saying that God's going to buy your Mercedes-Benz. No. But if he, if he, if he, if you're even taking the bus with him, you're happier than the guy who's in the Mercedes-Benz passing the bus. That's the kind of that, that's what God will do. He bring an element to your to your life that is it, nothing earthly can match it. And now we have to think. Now that you have this information, what will you do? Will you say yes if He's the Creator of the heaven and the earth? If He's if He's your Father, will you not say yes to Him? Will you not say yes to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? That's why Jesus went on that cross. That's why He took that beating and that battering for all of us. Not so they can come down, we can come beyond the earth and they, they, they um, show us material things and we begin to run after material things and forget about God. That's not, the, that's not what this thing is about. So that's what we've been, we've been uh, over the last few weeks, we've been talking about, you know, 
subjecting your life to Jesus Christ. Subjecting, becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. And what is it to be a, what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? It doesn't mean that you're a church goer, which is a, uh, um, the popular thing in Toronto, at least. You know, I know other churches that are on fire, but not too many fire ones and, uh, is in Toronto or Canada. So the Lord is like, we're, you know, God is doing something else and we're, we're, we're a small part of that. Right? So, so that they, 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 they can be changed. So we've been talking about the foundational things. You know, yes, you hear about this Jesus Christ, number one. Right? And, then, and then two, you go, yes, I believe that he's real. And now number three, what, are you going to subject your life to his lordship and learn how his kingdom operates? Or are we just going to say, yes, I believe in him, but I'm going to function carnally, function like how everybody else in the world functions. And it doesn't work like that. That's what we're, we were reading, what we've been um, inspecting and looking at that in the word of God for the last few weeks so that we can shift out of being identified with the world after we have come to Jesus Christ. We need to, we make, to make that transition. And knowledge is what will, what will enable you to make that transition. Knowledge. Because if you know what God has spoken into your, in, about you, you have information, knowledge, you can, make, you can make intelligent decisions. So for the last um, couple of weeks, we've been talking about the foundations, and we are reading from uh, Hebrews 6, uh, from 1 to 3. And it's a good thing uh, to, you know, have your Bibles and uh, even write down these scriptures that we're uh, mentioning. And you can even take a look at them after prayerfully. Ask God to reveal these things to you. So, you know, we want everyone to grow personally, not just, um, you know, not know God through another person, but know God individually. Know God for yourself. Okay, so Hebrews uh, 6, and it says here, it says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on into perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptism and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgments. And this we will do with God permit. So we're, we're basically saying that there are six things here, which we're going to dive into a little bit for those uh, who might have not, um, who is not familiar with what the, these are. It's just, but we, we, it's just like you're building a house, there's a foundation, right? So we're, we're going to go today into, um, let us go on into perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. So what is repentance from dead works? That's the first one. What is repentance from dead works? In Romans uh, 3, verses 23, it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every single human being uh, is in a fallen state by reason of the transgression of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. So not because you break the law, um, you know, the law of the land. We're not talking about the law of the land. We're talking about God's law. So everybody, so good deeds. In other words, I, I talk to people all the time and they say, I'm a nice person. I, I give to the poor. I don't, I don't even um, break the stop, the stop line, light or, you know, sign or anything like that. So therefore, they think they're going to have a, a place in the kingdom of heaven. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking on, on whose account? I say, if you want to get God's perspective, go to the word of God. Don't formulate it in your mind. That's just absolutely ridiculous that so many people actually believe this. So everybody has a different gospel, not, not the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we're taking it from the word of God. I say, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3, verses 23. And the basic meaning of the word repentant is a change in mind 
So we are talking about repentance, a change in mind that which result in a change in outward action. So when we, when when this revelation of Jesus Christ come to us, right, and we repent by changing our mind, which result in a change in actions. So we can't repent and then continue to go down the same road, continue to do the same things, continue to, to live the lifestyle of a person that is not in Christ. There has to be no um, a transition that begins to happen. And that's why we have to become a student of Jesus Christ. He was a teacher. We have to understand that he spoke about my kingdom is not of this world. So if, if he's from a different kingdom, then we're going to have to learn what are the um, laws, what are the rules of that kingdom. Right? And that's what this is about. Some people associate repentance with emotions, like shedding the tears, feeling sorry for wrong actions, and, uh, and so forth. Re repentance is not an emotion. It is a decision. I mean, in emotions sometimes accompany true repentance, but it is possible for a person to feel great emotion, shed many tears, and they still do not repent. So what we're, we're, we're saying is take the time to, to truly let this process happen in you, this process of repentance, of coming before God, understanding that you're not in right standing with God because you have not broken um, the law of the land. No. You have to repent because we are, all, we are all under this curse, if you will, from the Garden of Eden. And then know that repentance, that, that way of life cannot continue anymore. We cannot live selfishly. Other people think it's like um, religious uh, commitments, like going to church and just doing acts of kindness. True repentance is a change of mind that results in a change in outward actions. Outward change is the act of, turn, act of turning away from sin towards God and righteousness. So we're saying make the transition. You know, we, we there's a... A lot of ineffective repentance that is out there. People are still, yeah, they go to church, but they don't understand holiness. They don't understand righteousness. They don't understand that you cannot accept Jesus, be a disciple of Jesus Christ and live any how you want to. It's not the way that it's written down in scripture. And we see an example of um, that happening in uh, Matthew 27, 3 to 4. So if we can go to Matthew 27, 3 to 4. It says, then Judas, which had betrayed him, Matthew 27, 3 to 4. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And we know that there was not a true repentance because Judas was uh, emotional about this. He was crying. But if he had, if he had truly repented, he would have seek forgiveness. He would have gone uh, and, and had a, a discussion uh, you know, with the Lord. So we want to, we truly want to take the time to think about this the proper way and, and repent the proper way, not just sorrowfully. Judas ended up hanging himself with yet another example is the Esau. In Hebrews 12, verses 17, 
I'm just giving you a little bit of time if you want to go to that scripture, Hebrews 12, 17. Like, like I said last week, we're, we're, what we're doing is very foundational. This is very foundational because there are a lot of revelations that are in the body of Christ. I mean, I get them from so many people, um, you know, and, and they're awesome. But 90% of the people that, I, that are sending me them, it's they're not, these great revelations are not producing any kind of power in their life. So I don't want to do that. I want to lay the proper foundation because I know that those revelations, those things that God will do, those amazing things that will blow your mind are going to be resting on these foundational truths. And that's why we're taking the time to go over the basics because it's senseless for you to um, you know, get all of this revelation, get excited about it, and it produce nothing in your life. I'm not about that. And I can tell you, I've been in this, um, in, been in church for a, a long time, and I've seen very little, pathetic, weak. I always have to go to YouTube or, or, or just to really see some some anointed man of God. It's like they have never been in my church, or to see miracles. I I I was um, imagine this. I was reading um, this book, Love Says Go, and I was reading in this ministry. Oh these people were ministering in Africa and there were people that there would cut off limbs, like feet that were cut off, hands that were maybe, I'm not sure if they already came into that position and they actually grew out in front of people's eyes. Like can you imagine from an elbow grew out and the, and the fingers and everything in front of people's eyes. If you, if you uh, read this book, it's called Love, Say, Love Says Go by Jason Chin. And I know there's a lot of creative miracle like that in, um, in their ministry. Isn't that nice? How is it that this happened in how is it that this thing happened in always is happening somewhere else and not in our own lives? So these, you know, yes, great revelations, but are you gonna make the the the, the decision to subject yourself to Jesus Christ so these things can begin to happen in your life? Instead of getting excited every time, you know, it happened in someone else's life. So this my whole goal is I wanna find out what it is that God wants me to do so he can begin to you know, these truths can begin to happen through my own life. And we've been seeing it. You know, we've been seeing uh, lives being transformed and changed as we have committed our lives to Jesus Christ to serve him and to, you know, put um, his mandate on our lives in first place, not material things. And that's what it takes. It takes a person for those type of miracles to begin to happen. Some people are only going to watch them. They're never going to happen and get excited. But we want it to happen in our own lives. And we want to see the people that we're even, that God has, uh, is permitting to us to have any kind of age exchange with teaching them and so forth. You know, not only in their own lives, but as you go and, and lay hands on people, as you go and pray for people, supernatural things begin to happen in their lives. And in your, you know, obviously there, there are a lot of things that needs, that, that you're looking towards God for, for your own person. We're saying that this is where it's at. It's in the kingdom of God. He has already made provision for these things. But you got to find out, just like you would in a in a physical way, how to apply yourself, apply the word, the word of God, how to build up your faith so you can believe God for a miracle for yourself. Because I'm, I'm I'm I have so many books here with so many miracles. I don't need to see it here one more. I need to see it happening in my own life. And yet we've been seeing that. But I need a greater level of you know. We we need to see it happening even even more. So we saw Esau uh, in Hebrews 12, verses 17, it says, it say, ye know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. 
for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. So, you know, Esau exchanges birthright for a bowl of soup. In, in doing so, he rejected the blessings and promises of God associated with the birthright. So he did that for, you know, this is what happened. Your soul for soulish desires that God can give you anyway. God can give you material things that you're looking for. It's just that God does things in a particular way. He matures you into it. We don't, we're not supposed to make idols out of material things. We're supposed to, God is the one that's supposed to be number one. That's how it works in this kingdom. Jesus Christ being number one. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And then no, God will make a way. All these things will be added unto you. God will make a way in the other areas of your life. When it comes on to, when it comes on to your health, like now we see people panic outside about this COVID-19 in the world. That's what happened. That's what happened to over maybe about 6 billion people are just living in absolute fear now. Why? Because we reject the counsel of God. The word of God has been ignored. But yet still, many of these people have read books in, um, in universities high, six feet, more than six feet high. So what are they, those books doing for you now? Can they, can they, can they uh, protect you? No, they're depending on uh, some vaccine that they're trying to create. So with all of this wisdom, we, we, we can't even solve something like this. The, the, the point is that why would we even be looking for these things? It's because of lack of faith, belief in Jesus Christ, one, and faith. And then even among the believers, even many believers have died because of this too, because they're not exactly committed to the Lord. They don't understand what's written in scriptures. They, 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 we can say them. We can speak them. So we want to go beyond. We're going beyond that to, you know, understand how to function in this kingdom. And if we are, if we are to fully understand the meaning of repentance, we must understand what it is from which we are to repent. We must understand dead works. Dead works are a life that is being lived separate from God. doesn't matter if, you're, if you think you're doing good deeds. That's dead works. You cannot, it's not going to count for anything. These works, these works may be wrong deeds or acts of self-righteousness. So just because we give to you know, charity does not give us right standing with God. That's not what it does. We have to go to the Word of God and see what how is it that we, we, we have right standing with God. We can only have right standing with God through Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, when the blood of Jesus Christ has washed away your sin, then you can be in right standing with God. That That is uh, what needs to be applied. So we can't do any type of um, dead works, any type of, any type of, uh, you could, I mean, the Bible says, even if you burn your body, that's still not good enough. Isaiah 53, verses 6, it says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. It might look it might look good, you know, especially when you have the material things to show, and you did it without breaking the law. All of that seemed like this is the perfect family. That's the picture that they show on TV, right? But that that TV screen ain't in heaven. It it does not um, show up there. The, the, the screen that shows in heaven when a believer comes is when the blood of Jesus Christ washed away that sin. Romans 10, 9, and 10. 
if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you, then you, sh you shall be saved. Then your name is written in the book of life. So that's why God, you know, this is, this is, this is, these are the, um, I know we have um, some even younger folks on here too. Uh, uh, Tayshawn, Joseph, and we're, you know, these things are foundational truths that you guys need to adhere to, that you need to begin to apply because you're living in a, in a time frame where there are so, it's so distracting, so many things are out there and it's hard to, you know, walk with God. And in, in, in having a podium like this, we don't just want to, we have to cater to, to the young people also. We have to cater to everyone. And even we ourselves, sometimes the ones that are a bit older, need these truths to be reinforced. Right? So, it, you know, we know the origin of sin. We know that uh, sat, uh, Satan was the author of sin, right? Sin existed before man. Because Satan rebelled. And then when God gave this earth to Adam and Eve, he had his part in allowing them, you know, tempting them to break God's commandments. And in Isaiah 14, 12, uh, 12 verses 14, that's Isaiah 14, 12 to 14, it says, O art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? O art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? So you see, Satan is the one who's weakening the nations, right? He's the one who's um, uh, ruling this world. Because, not because, of, because he has the minds of people. But the Bible said that we should have the mind of Christ. So people are allowing Satan to have all of this authority in their lives by rejecting Jesus Christ, who is the author of life. And that's what this process of repenting, of uh, receiving Jesus Christ of your Lord, as your Lord and Savior and repenting. That's what it does. No, the Spirit of God is going to come and reside inside of you. And Satan is not going to reside on the throne of your heart now and be able to express himself through you as a vessel, as you're now given, consecrated unto God. I know God can use your mind. That's why we pray. That's why you can go pray. You know, only a believer, like we are saying last week, oh, uh, this uh, guy was trying to, in the book of Acts, was trying to pray for someone using the, the name of Jesus, the name that Paul used. But he did not know Jesus himself. But when you come into this kingdom, then know you can go and pray for someone. Then know you can go and testify of Jesus Christ and lead somebody in this kingdom. And that's the way it should be. And that's what God wants us to be empowered even in this uh, even in this time frame when we have, I mean, I don't think in our lifetime we have seen anything like this. We have heard of SARS, we have heard of um, other um, influences that were in other countries. And then within a few months, they were gone. But this is a time where, you know, this one came and everybody's seen that, whoa, what was I trusting in? And where is my security now? If your security was not in God, if your trust was not in God, then you have none. And many people have got, um, passed on. Sadly, many people have passed on. And this is a time now to check yourself and, uh, and make sure that you're in Christ. Truly in Christ. It says uh, in uh, verses uh, 14, it says, For though I said in thine heart, I will ascend unto heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. 
I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sight of the Lord. This is Lucifer, an angel that was created by God to have a certain function of worship and relationship with God. But he decided to rebel and he had ambition of superseding God, as crazy as you uh, might think that is. And that's where pride and selfishness comes on. So when we take on, when we're born, we, we're born like that. We're born in that state as selfish beings. And as we receive Jesus Christ and the, Spirit, and the Holy Spirit comes to reside inside of us, know that transition, know that change begin to happen. Know we can truly go back into the Garden of Eden and be the children that we're, we were created to be. Why would we not say yes and say yes fully, fully? Make peace with God through Jesus Christ. Repent. Truly repent. And begin now to have a relationship with him. Don't repent and go home and then never pray. Don't repent and go home and never be a part of his body. We can't fight the battle on our own. That's why God um, will have a ministry like this being constructed. That's why God will have, that's why you see so many churches. Even though at times we're not functioning the way that we should. But that's, what the, that's why the church is there. The body of Christ is there. That's our, our true family. Sometimes we think it's our blood relatives. That makes the difference. No, we only live with them. That does not mean we can. My brothers, for example, I like to, um, to have these type of conversations with them. But they're not at that spiritual place. So right now we're just blood brothers. So they think that that's the big deal. And I'm thinking that they have no clue. My whole thing is I'm praying for them that they will come. I've seen changes. I've not seen them, you know, totally open up to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. They're being, they're living in a, in a, in this state where they don't understand. So when we come, when we get an opportunity to present this one more time, you know, we really truly want to get people to think, and then and then be a part of the body of Christ. Don't let the, the don't let the devil tell you things discourage you what can you accomplish for example when you go into a college what can you accomplish in three months or six months not enough if you want to be anything significant i mean most of these professions that you're pursuing they have a program that is going to be probably in, in many quick cases you could have like a year or an intense year or two years four years and, and above right and you have to give the right effort within that time frame. You have to complete a certain criteria, a certain um, level of work accomplished before you're able to function, to come out and function in that um, position. And if you come out and you didn't do the, the, the complete what you were supposed to, and then you go and apply for a job, even if they give it to you, then you're going to be exposed a little bit. In, in no time, you're going to find that they're going to find out that you're not competent to fulfill that role and that's why the same thing when we come into the, into the kingdom of God we must begin to be a student and, be, and then be disciplined about it be conscious about it and that's how you really begin to understand what is it that God has spoken about you in his word and that transition and that change you're giving it over time it begins to and you begin to have a have a relationship with God in Ezekiel 28 it says 14 to 16, Ezekiel 28, 14 to 16. It says, 
Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. Speaking about Lucifer again, Satan. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. And it says, Thou, thou was up on the mountain, the holy mountain of God. Look at the position that he had. The anointed cherub that covereth. And it, it goes down into detail further on to tell you about the type of material that he was made of. The carbuncle, precious stones, and so forth like that. And he goes, Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created, till iniquity was found in thee. I will cast thee to the ground. Iniquity was found in Satan, right? So that nature that is inside of us is consistent. A lot of it is consistent with, with Satan because man fell. So we have to allow pride. We have to allow God to take pride out of us. Everything that looks like the enemy, the one who rebelled against against God. We don't want to look like him. We don't want to sound like him. And for that to happen, God has to do surgery. Like when you're, you know, it could be taking out some type of sickness out of your body. God does surgery. As we come to Jesus Christ, now the Holy Spirit begin to, you know, take all that selfishness out of us. Uh, and we're, we're motivated by fear. Yes, that's how they motivate us in the, um, no matter how much money in the, you have in the bank, it's always going to be, be, you're always going to be so much better if you can put another 100000 on it, 200000 on it. You know, for your retirement, you got to, the more you have, the better you are. Right? But that's not God, not this type of, that's not how God's kingdom is, um, is run on fear. It's not predicated on fear. It says in uh, Romans 5, verses 12, Wherefore, as by one man's, one man sin entered into the world and death by sin and so that pass upon all men for that all have sinned over and over we're seeing in the scriptures all have sinned all have sinned all have sinned millions of people on uh, in the world because of the fall of man and woman sin passed on all mankind that means everyone born inherits the basic nature of sin and just as physical traits are inherited the, the spiritual trait of the basic sin nature is inherited. Each person has sinned and faces the penalties of physical and spiritual death. You see, this is, this is the wisdom that is in God's word. It, is, it will tell you wh why you are, why we are on earth and what happened, how we came to be. It gives you understanding about all of crea creation and where we are now, the dispensation, the time that we're living in. We read history and we go back thousands of years, but this is one of the most, the most fortunate generation because no, this is the time of grace, right? This is the, the, the time when we can open our hearts to Jesus Christ. This will not always be, this is a, a, a time that is reserved for God to show humanity with, with his grace, with his goodness, with his mercy. He didn't judge us. Those angels that rebelled against God, are totally sentenced to a lake of fire for eternity. And this is real. Think about that for a second. That's why we're committed to doing this. We're not committed to, to uh, going after material things. Or we couldn't like, you know, we, we, we couldn't care less about those type of things. My, my, I want my name to be number one, to be written in the book of life. Yeah. Right? And, I, and everybody's hearing, think about this for a second. Think about the fact that, number one, I got excited when I found, found out that I was going to live for eternity. That anybody was going to offer me the deal 
to live for eternity? I'm going to say yes, man. I would have turned my back on this on this earth in a jiffy. That's number one. You you know, and then fellowship with God, your Creator. Look at what the Bible is saying about Lucifer, and then and then decide in your mind, I don't want to associate with him. He caused one third of innumerable amount of angels to be sentenced to eternity in a lake of fire. And they're the ones that are attacking our minds, attacking, attacking our children. There's a, this spirit realm is real. And you'll come into this understanding when you, when, you, when you give your life to Jesus Christ and begin to live the way that he has prescribed. Then you will begin to reveal what is truly happening in your family. What is, why is it that these issues have been, you know, even in sometimes our families? Sicknesses that, are, that come down generationally. But it won't happen if you give 50%. It won't happen if you give 70%. No, 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 we're mindful when we say this, that I'm not telling you to uh, quit your job and go home and pray 24-7, though, right? No, we're not saying that at all. God knows that we all have to um, function physically, mm -hmm. right? But we're just saying, no, become a part of the body of Christ. Become a student of the Bible. Read, you know? Read the New Testament. Read the words of Jesus Christ. Have a, have a special place reserved in your house where you go and say, Lord, this is where I want to meet with you. Make that place. Make it consecrated and say, Lord, this is where I meet with you. When I come here, I want to have a conversation with you. And then begin to build that relationship with the Lord. And the issues that you're going through in your life, that seems so insurmountable, now begin, begin to give them to Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing, though? That you can take the issues that you're having that are weighing you down. All of the issues, have, like in your family, in your work life. Why are we fighting this battle? That's not to say that everything is going to be easy. Not, no, because Jesus says the way that to enter into the kingdom is through a lot of suffering. So we know that there are going to be challenges. This life comes with challenges. But if you're walking, if you understand that Jesus Christ is with you every moment of every day, then he'll help you through all of those challenges, all of those tough times. We, it's, a, it's about time that we just totally give in. I say, God, you drive the car. I just want to be your passenger. I just, wanna, I just want you to speak so I can do. This is the beauty of it, yeah? This is the this is this is why what why would we be fighting this? I, I'm not gonna go um, into uh, too much of it because I feel like you know like the Holy Spirit pretty much has made his point that the the heart of the ones that God is uh, speaking to like you guys are getting. Following Jesus sometimes means that we can't associate with certain, with some people anymore. We just can't because they're they're gonna be influencing us. You know, once you see something, it influence it. You begin to influence. If you begin to see it over and over and over, it begin to take a have an impact on you. That's why the Bible said to guard your your heart. So you you can't associate with anyone. You have to associate now with like-minded people, people of the faith. Yes, we're gonna go outside. And preach. Jesus did that, and he spoke to everybody, sinners. But that was a different um, perspective that he had. He took a certain message to them. 
And when we're going out there and uh, taking a message to them, we are, we are, we have to be, we have to do that. We have to go out and be with them and so forth. But we we cannot allow the world to influence us. So we, you know, this is just um, one. Number one is repentance. That's the first of the of the six foundational pillars that we're going to be talking about, which is repentance, repentance from dead works. And we're going to go into um, others like uh, faith towards God. Everybody has faith, but we're talking about faith towards God. We truly want to, um, people to understand the peace that you can have, the peace of God that you have when you know Jesus Christ. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Imagine that, that the Spirit of God. Jesus said, when I go, I'm going to pray the Father, and he will send you the comforter. He will send you the help. He's here to help you. Angels are, are, are uh, waiting to help those who are in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Those who, are so, who have subjected themselves to Jesus Christ. I've heard it so many times where people, Christians, I went, once I was listening to this uh, Christian lady, the Lord sent her to Colombia, her and her husband. And one day she was driving and the, the Holy Spirit said to pull, stop and pull over. And she stopped and pulled over to the side. And it was like just 100 meters in front of her. Like there was a gun battle. Isn't that awesome? This is the protection that you have. You think God is going to um, protect you, provide for you. He's a God of love. Open up your heart. I said, Jesus, I didn't know you were this good. Now that I know, I'm in. That's all. That's what I did when I um, when I said when I go, I really went home and lay on my back and think about these things. I'm like, what am I? How come I never got this thing right? Because, but there comes a point when you encounter God. So we're gonna, uh, you know, wrap it up right there. And we're always uh, opening it up for anyone who has not received, officially received Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. If you have not officially opened your heart to Jesus Christ, you can do it in this moment. So if anyone wants to, you know, do that. Um, upon listening to the message, I just feel like saying a very quick prayer just to seal the word because whenever the word goes out, there's always the evil one just waiting there just to snatch that word from you so it won't take root. So I just want to say a quick prayer right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for these words that have gone out, Lord. You're such a good Father. You're so good to us, Father. And as these words, oh God, go out, Lord. I thank you for your word. And I pray, oh God, that it may take root right now yes. into the hearts of your people, Lord Jesus, as it's touching, oh God, and stirring their hearts, Lord. I pray, oh God, that you may seal it, Lord Jesus, oh God. Allow it to fall upon good soil, oh God. Yes, so as they meditate upon it, it will take root and it will not be snatched in the name of Jesus. I seal this word yes, in their spirit right now with the blood of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So I mean, we're gonna. If anyone's, anyone wants, have anything that 
they want to be prayed for, we can, um, we're taking prayer requests. I mean, this, this here, we just want everybody to feel very comfortable. This is the family of God. Okay. This is the family of God. This is where, this is the church that Jesus Christ has set up that his people can come and be ministered to, that his people can come and repent, that his people can come and ask for forgiveness, that his people can come and ask for prayer. And we understand that, um, that issues are in everybody's lives, right? It's not a place that we judge. It's not a place that we condemn. No, 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 no. God is a God of mercy. God is a God of goodness. And you're just waiting to extend that goodness to someone else. So if you want prayer for anything in your life, just uh, give us a signal, put up a, a hand, and then we'll get someone to pray. Wanted prayer, um, Margarita. Yeah. Awesome. So I just said, want everything goes well because he's a little anxious about it. So just I want to, you know, have it pray for my son and you know, and for the day that he's gonna have next week. Okay, awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so. Marcy, you want to pray for uh, Margarita's son? Margarita's son? Sebastian. Sebastian? Yeah. Okay, we'll. I didn't hear. Adriano? One second. Yes. Yes. You want to play? Uh, could you please pray for uh, Margarita's son in regards to um, a test that he has coming up next week? Test results. Sebastian. His name is Sebastian. This test result is that the medical test result or? Academic. Yeah. Medical. Mm -hmm. It's a medical, right? Medical. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. His name is Sebastian, right? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes, Father God, I want to say thank you. As my sister Margarita and all of us, we come to you together, believing that nothing, nothing is impossible to you, Father God. You departed the Red Sea. It's a proof that nothing is impossible to you, Father God. Our prayer this time is for Sebastian, Father God. We lift them up to you. We ask for that special grace, that special favor. Even though the test was performed, all will be, Father God. One thing we know, you can change everything. When you went to see Martha and Mary for their brother, Lazarus, it was four days after he was dead and buried. People thought that it was too late. Nothing could be done. But Father God, through your son Jesus, you brought Lazarus back to life. And again, it is a proof that nothing is impossible. Father God, we want to see that very simple miracle 
in Sebastian's life. Yes. We want to see that miracle, Father God. Father God, we ask for that special favor, that special grace into this situation, Father God. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come up against every single strategy, plans of the enemy in the life of Sebastian. We bind every single spirit that is trying to cause either disease or sickness or infirmity or death. We bind them all in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We command them to live now. Father yes. God, we ask for that special grace and favor. And we plead the blood of the Lamb, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over Sebastian's life. Father God, that blood of the Lamb, that blood of victory, that blood that cries better than the blood of Abel. That's the blood that we plead over, over Sebastian's life, Father God. And we thank you. You are the God of the impossible. We want to see the impossible. And we want to be able to rejoice with our sister Margarita. Father God, we want this to be different. Not like what we have seen other places, but we want something completely different. That will surprise everybody. Father God, we want to be able to rejoice. We thank you because we are rejoicing already. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for this great news. Thank you. Because we believe that you have done it. It's a, it's a, it is already accomplished. And we thank you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So we're going to pray for, uh, I'm going to pray for Elizabeth's uh, family in Colombia. So Lord, Lord, Father, we just give you praise and thanks, oh God. I thank you for Elizabeth, oh God. I thank you, oh God, just for her heart, oh God, for her compassion, for her care and her love for her extended family in Colombia. And Father, we just lift up our family before you today, O oh God. We pray, Lord God, that you would show your, yourself mighty, O oh God, for that family, O oh God. We pray divine protection, O oh Lord God. We pray, O oh God, whatever area of their lives, O oh Lord God, if it's salvation, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we pray that they would be saved, O oh God Almighty. We pray, Father, that you would minister to them by your Holy Spirit, O oh God, that you would shift and move every circumstances and situation in their lives, O oh Lord God, to bring them into unity with you, Lord God. Open their eyes and their ears, O oh Lord God, to the message of salvation, O oh Lord God. We just pray, O oh Father, that this family in totality, not only that they would be saved, O oh God, but that they would serve you, O oh Lord Jesus, that they would serve you. We just pray that you bless them, O oh Lord God, that you just order their steps, O oh Lord God. We pray just a supernatural protection and providence in their life. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. We pray also for Elizabeth, O oh Lord God. We just pray a special blessing, O oh Lord God. Father, we just pray that even this message that she's hearing today, O oh Lord God, we just pray, O oh Father, in Jesus' mighty name, that you would knit it in our spirit, O oh Lord God Almighty, that you would come to know you relationally, O oh Lord God. Oh, we just pray a blessing over her life, over her marriage, over her household, and over her family. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Love you. Uh, anyone else for prayer? I will take that as a no, or I'll take that as we're just being shy. Are we just good? <laughs> All right. So we're just going to release a blessing over everybody. Uh, I, maybe I'll just get uh, 
Marcia Estebrosa. Yeah, I'm here. Awesome. I was going to ask you to just pray up, uh, just a, uh, the parking prayer to everyone, mm -hmm. if you don't mind. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another Sunday, a day that we all set aside, oh God, to worship you, to tell you thanks for last week and for all the other weeks. And here it is, oh God, what is before us is unknown. But you, God, who knows everything, you know the path that we are going to take. And you know the path that you want us to take. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus this day that as we all submit to your will and to your way, not our will, O oh God, that we will be in alignment with every word that you have spoken over our lives, that we will come into the blessings and the promises that you have said over life from before the foundation of the world. God, you created each and every one of us uniquely. You said, oh God, we are a peculiar people. You said we are royal priesthood. Your thoughts towards us, oh God, is never of evil, but is always of good and to give us an expected hand. So, Father, this week we are expecting whatever blessings, whatever promises that you have made, oh God, are said over lives, that we will receive it. For those, oh God, who are looking for a financial blessing, God, we need it now. Father, for those who are looking for health, Oh God, for we are praying that, oh God, that you will heal our bodies. Those who are inflicted with whatever it is that is unknown to us, but you know. Father, we release, oh God, a divine healing upon your people. Father, we pray that you will bless them going in and bless them coming out. Father, we pray, oh God, that every angels that you have assigned to them will go before them this week, oh God, and do what they have assigned to do. We pray, oh God, for divine protection. We pray, oh God, that no sickness, no, no COVID, no fear will come upon your people, but they will believe your report. Father, we pray that if there's anyone in their family, oh God, who are oppressed, depressed, oh God, that will defeat the enemy, oh God, by releasing your blood upon your people. Let them know, oh God, that they are highly favored and blessed by you, and that no weapon, oh God, that the enemy will come up against them will prosper. No fiery darts oh God, will come against them because, oh God, we are back backing every plan of the enemy this day. Father, everything that you have spoken of our people, we release it in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, bless them, oh God, financially. Bless them spiritually. Bless them emotionally. Bless them physically. And Father, we pray that they will walk in their destiny and purpose. And Satan, in the name of Jesus, every plan that you for these people, oh God, on this in this meeting, you take your filthy hands 
off these people for you are not they do not belong to you they belong to god and every plan and every purpose that god has spoken over their life they should walk if they will walk in their destiny and their purpose for their kingdom people and no weapon that farm against them shall prosper if they have problems at work oh god almighty we release the fire of god and yeah. we shall burn out every condemnation yeah. burn out every wickedness yeah. for the weapon of our warfare is not carnal but spiritual and pulling down every stronghold of the enemy so we pull down every stronghold of the enemy this day in the mighty name of jesus and i'm encouraging you all to go because you are blessed and highly favored of the lord and everything that you desire and hope for and expecting god to do he shall do it in the name of jesus and we come together in agreement yes. to believe everything that he has spoken will come to pass in jesus mighty name i pray thank you lord. amen Hallelujah. amen thank you sister marcia for that fire you know that's that's it right there you know the God just released a blessing. People are just going to have breakthrough in every area of their life. Mm. Anything that stood in your way last week is not going to be standing in your way this it's week broken. because God is fighting on your behalf. Amen. Okay. So God bless you guys. We are anybody else for prayer. I just feel like there's somebody else. Michelle, you need prayer. <laughs> I'm picking up my cousins. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> You know, I just want to say God is just really, really moving in my life, you know. Um, you know, we've, we've had a lot of talks about where I'm at and, and whatnot. And, you know, God is just really <laughs> moving in my life at, at, at this point. And I'm, I'm just thankful for that. Um, as, as far as my friend goes, um, I just, you know, ask you'll continue to pray for him. Um, you know you know, with, with the car accident, um, he was in critical condition and had to go through multiple surgeries. Mm. Um, but he's, he's well on his way to, you know, recovery now and his son, but you know, it's, it's going to be a long road, a long road of recovery. So I just hope that we can pray for him and his son. Is he a believer? He's not. Well, I guess, I guess he's kind of trying to reestablish his connection with God, but he's not really all the way there yet. Maybe we should um, yeah. give a good, uh, get, um, I'll, maybe I'll talk to you, we'll see if we can get to pray for him, like even speak to him. Sometimes I go oh, okay. to do something supernatural and heal it. That's what it takes, you know? Okay. Talk about that. Yes. Awesome. God bless. Okay. So Elizabeth, yes, yes. bless you, uh, Michelle. One more prayer request for Elizabeth. It says here, uh, Elizabeth, her husband applied for a transfer to another position and they're awaiting a response. Okay. So, Heavenly Father, we come once again, O oh God, to you, Father. Yes, Lifting up, O oh God, Elizabeth's husband, O oh God, to you, Lord Jesus, O oh God. Bringing this petition, O oh Father, that 
he has applied for, oh God. Yes. You said in your words, oh God, that no good thing will you withhold, oh God, from your people, Lord. And as Sister Marcia has prayed and released into the heavenly everything that we should walk into, that we will walk into it. So we just come into this agreement Amen. also, this, this favor over her husband in the name of Jesus. And we just accept it as finished and done and sealed in Jesus' name. We thank you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Just continue to believe God. Okay, I don't, anybody else for prayer, I don't think? We're at uh, 12.05, so I guess it's a good time. We're wrapping up just on time today. So thank you guys for uh, tuning in. And uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on. I don't think so. Grace? Oh, and Sharon, I just want to say thanks for coming on. We met yesterday, and I just want to say thank you for coming on, tuning in. There you are. Hello. Lord bless you. God bless you. And obviously, guys, if you guys want to invite anyone else on, that um, you can do it also. It's not a, a special group or anything like that. Or private. Some people have asked me, actually, can I invite? People? I'm like, yeah, it's not. It, this is, you know, the things of God are for everyone. Yes. So free or free, and they will would send them a, an email with a link um, to zoom on sunday mornings all righty okay have a blessed week everyone the lord bless you until next time bye bye tangrina you're very quiet today tangrina <laughs> tangrina how are you awesome i'm good thanks are you good yes Praise God. You've got a good smile on your face. I can see Jesus is moving in your life. Yep. Sometimes all you got to do is smile. Right, right. Yep. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Yes. Janelle. Janelle's not talking to us on, on your, you know, she's been very shy. Janelle. When I asked to unmute, she's not even unmute. I'm going to call her up. How about Joseph? He's gone. Good afternoon. Hey, Janelle, what's up? I'm okay. I'm actually in the kitchen cooking. Oh, cool. Listening. Are we can't come for dinner? I'm cooking some curry goat. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. So sorry. Yeah, I'm looking on my camera. Okay. Awesome. Oh, good to see you. Yeah. You're hiding out for a number of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Your mom. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Well, Lord bless you. We hope you're um, being encouraged and, you know, just uh, increasing in wisdom and understanding and knowledge. Yes, thank you. But, you know, you're you're also making decisions for Jesus. Deeper decisions, right? Yes. All oh, right. Lord bless you. Bye. Okay, bye. Take care, everybody. Bye. Okay, we're going to run now. I think uh, Adriana wants to talk. Is mm -hmm. he still on here? Well, he wants to talk offline. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, guys. Bless Have you, Dana. Have a great Dana. weekend. Tasia, that was powerful.
oh thanks you know i wrote it and i actually when i wrote it and then i looked at it this morning i actually read it the opposite way because the way i wrote it it was like backwards so i was like i should start hey <laughs> i was reading it from the bottom to the top because i know i think i had to start there so i just yeah i just read it yeah awesome. it, it, it encouraged a lot of people yes yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah. I also wanted to like mention that the young man who did the website, mm -hmm. I really wanted to talk to him so he can like, you know, and you know, get his services to help me with my website. Tayshan, I want to visit. Tayshan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, Tayshan. Hey, how you doing? Hi, my name's Tasia. Nice to meet you. Oh, one second, let me turn on my video. <laughs> How you doing? Hi. Hi. I, heard you, I heard you're the website expert. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I created the website for Andrade and his wife. Okay, well, I'm a cook, becoming a chef, a personal chef. And I wanted to create a website to like display all my work to give like customers like a look and a feel, like a portfolio of what I do. Yeah. So I'll just like ask, I don't know, Kamisha can give you my information and then you can like contact me when you have time. It's nothing to like rush, but something to build. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something simple. Is it? Would it be fine? Could could um Kim give you my I, my information, or I could give it to you right now, and okay. then you could um you could send me an email with what you would like to do, and then okay. we'll stay in touch through there. Okay, Kim, can you send it to me? Yeah, we'll do. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, thanks. No problem. All right. Have a good weekend, guys. Good day, week. All right. See we'll you later. Back. God bless. God bless. Okay, bye. Thanks, Kamisha and Andrade. You're welcome. Talk to you. Bye. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna send Andrade my my business email. Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, I'll forward it to her. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'll talk to you soon.